There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed. Song of the redeemed. Thank you once again for tuning into the podcast. This is our Labor Day edition of the podcast. We certainly are thankful for each of you that labor, each of you to spend that time laboring, that you might accomplish something in life, even if it is just a paycheck. Uh, that's why most of us labor, not many of us labor for free, uh, but we certainly are thankful, thankful for our bosses, thankful for a man that has enough money to pay. And uh, I remember years ago, an evangelist man stood and said, he said, I thank God for rich people. And all the poor people got all offended in the audience. And he simply said this. He said, I thank God for rich people because a poor man never gave anybody a job. But he said, a rich man will give you a job. A rich man will hire you. And then some people got it. Some are still bitter about that. But thank God there are people that will hire, people that will give you jobs. What a blessing that is. Thank God for uh, each of God's people that labor that others might have. And there are many men that will work with their hands to give to others. And how we thank God for that. So I hope you're enjoying your Labor Day. I hope you at least had an all-American cookout or at least an all-American omelet or something like that on this great Labor Day. This is probably one of the most important messages I've preached in quite a while on the podcast. It's going to be brief. It's going to be pretty uh, short. Uh, but at the same time, it's the doctrine of it is very important to understand. We're in a day when men have looked aside at these things. They've turned away from these ideals. And yet this is something the Word of God has told us. And I want to actually start in the book of Luke. I'm going to read a couple of verses in the book of Luke to give us a little bit of understanding of what we're going to speak of beyond this. But we understand this thing in verse 26 of Luke 24. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And then in verse 44, and he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. And so again, he tells us that they had to understand that this is Jesus Christ of the law and of the prophets. They had to understand according to the word of God. If it's not Christ, then it's not going to be from the word of God. He's going to be another Christ. He is going to be a false Christ. But Jesus Christ, the Lord of all, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, was witnessed by the law and by the prophets. It is that thing where David saw him, according to Acts chapter 2, and Peter, by the Holy Ghost, spake of those things concerning that. But Jesus Christ himself was revealed by Moses' law and the prophets. Back in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 17, think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. 
the law was not just the commandments. And so many times in foolishness, I hear that said, the law is not just a list of rules. The law is good. The law is a schoolmaster. That law of God reveals many things, but there was a law to Israel. And men say, well, it was done away with. Christ did away with that law. No, he did not come to destroy the law. He fulfilled the law. He did not destroy the animal sacrifices. He fulfilled animal sacrifices. He did not destroy Leviticus 1 through 9. He fulfilled Leviticus 1 through 9. Therefore, he's the fulfillment of the law. Every sacrifice had to be fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Every offering had to be fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Every piece of that offering had to be fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Down to the very smallest degree, for he tells in the next verse, he says, to heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. He had to fulfill every jot and every tittle of the law of God, or he would not have been Christ. Now, Romans 3.21 tells us this, but now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Isn't that interesting? So it's, he says it's been manifest without the law, but it's being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference for in that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Now, the apostle Paul tells us that there's no difference. This is for the Jew, this is for the Greek, this is for all men. But Jesus Christ fulfilled that law. It was witnessed by the law and the prophets. Therefore, we, looking back to Christ, seeing Christ in the law and the prophets, know that the Christ of the New Testament fulfilled all things. And by the way, the only way you can know that is by the faith of Christ. You don't have the ability in yourself to believe that. And by the way, that's one of the great failures of faith today. So many people come with their feeble faith, their weak faith, their shallow faith, their indifferent faith, their Bible-correcting faith, their doubting faith, their faith that carries no assurance. And they come with that faith to try to present that to God. But he said, no, these things are understood. Why? By the faith of Christ. And there it is. He tells you, for by grace are you saved through faith. That's not your faith. That's through faith. That's somebody else's faith. You're saved through faith, not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. What is the gift of God? Faith. Why? Because he gives faith to every repentant sinner. And there's folks today that balk at that. They say, oh, you're following John MacArthur, or, you know, you're following John Clume, or, and, you know, they make all kind of accusations. You're a Calvinist, you're a hyper-Calvinist, you're a three-pointer. No, it's by grace that you are saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Therefore, I can't say it's my faith. I'm not justified by my faith. I'm not redeemed, but my faith only took me so far. I needed something else. I needed Jesus Christ. And when he revealed himself to me through the law and through the prophets, I believed that Savior. I believed the resurrected Savior. He tells us that the two commandments that hang all the what? Law and the prophets. What are they? Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. That's what he said. All thy soul, all thy mind. It's the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Therefore, to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy mind, your thinking, your mind towards him, and all thy soul. One of the great failures of today is no doubt that 
folks are taught that you just can't even do that. You don't have the ability to do that. But yet he told you to, for on that hang all the law and the prophets. We saw in Matthew 11 and 13, another verse we're going to use in the book of Matthew. And he said in this wise, for all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. Why? Because John the Baptist came preaching the kingdom of heaven. Jesus Christ followed John the Baptist, and as he preached the kingdom of heaven, the word of God came, and therefore it was revealed to man, and therefore John, he preached until the law and the prophets were fulfilled in Jesus Christ. And then Jesus Christ's earthly ministry came, and he fulfilled every law, every prophecy concerning Jesus Christ. Philip findeth Nathaniel, John 1.45. And say unto him, we have found him of whom Moses is. The law and the prophets did right. Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. So again, it's told of the law and the prophets. Acts 24 and 14, but this I confess unto thee that after the way which they call heresy, so worship I the God of my fathers. Why is that, Paul? Believing all things which are written in the law and in the prophets. You say you believe all those things? He said, yes, because the next verse said, having hope towards God. So how can I believe those things? I have hope toward God. I have hope towards him. Why? Because of the law and the prophets of God. So again, we see the statement made. We see the statement used. It's not a weird thing or a strange thing. For we saw in Acts 13, again, in verse 15, after the reading of the law and the prophets, the rulers of the synagogue said unto them, saying, you men and brethren, if you have any word of exhortation for the people, say on, hallelujah. If you see something of the law and the prophets, you know it's Christ. You ought to just go ahead and say on. And I know there's some out there that have even contacted us. They said God used the book of Psalms expressly, and I thank God for that, to reveal Jesus Christ to them. They'd never seen the scripture in that light. I know there are people all over this country today. They're searching for Jesus Christ and the word of God. Men have told me. I was never told to search for Christ. I was never told to look for Christ. I was never told to find him in the scriptures. Yet in the volume of the book, he said, is written of me. Therefore, we are required to find Jesus Christ. And you'll see him in the law. You'll see him in the prophets. You'll see the fulfillment of those laws and prophets. And just because you don't understand a verse doesn't mean you explain it the way. Just because you don't understand something in the Bible doesn't mean you can justify it and say, well, that's that's not for this dispensation. That's not for this time. Or that's a different dispensation. I mean, I can make up dispensations. I could have Delilah's dispensation, Judas's dispensation. You know, I could go into Herod's dispensation. I mean, I can have all kinds of dispensations and make stuff up and just thrill people with my dispensationalism. But yet the reality is in the volume of the book, it is written of me. People say, well, that's that's John the Baptist's gospel. In the volume of the book, it is written of me. That's the gospel. And they say, well, that's Paul's gospel. In the volume of the book, it is written of me. Well, that's John's gospel. In the volume of the book, you're following the pattern here. It is written of me. That is the gospel. The law and the prophets point to Christ. He fulfills them, and that is the gospel. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth shall pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law until all be fulfilled. That's God's promise. For verily I say unto you. So he speaks to us personally. I'm telling you this. Jesus Christ is telling his disciples until all this is fulfilled. They're looking at the fulfillment of the law and the prophets before them. In verse 19, whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so, he should be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. Start to take a dig there at the scribes and the Pharisees, no doubt. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. 
You say, well, I can't keep all the commandments in Christ. You can. That inward man is not going to sin. That new man is not going to sin. He to commit sin is of the devil. That's what the word of God tells us. But you and I have that new man on the inside that sinneth not. That's that new creature. And he does not sin. And therefore, you and I can obey the gospel. We can obey the scriptures. Now, in your flesh, it's a hard thing, but I don't think it's impossible. Well, he would have told you that. I don't think it's an impossible thing. You're probably going to sin. You're probably going to sin daily. I hope you don't. I hope I don't. But the reality is we're flesh. We are but flesh. One of the reasons we're so corrupted, one of the reasons we're so defiled, that inward man is created in true righteousness and holiness, and he is not going to sin. He goes on and says, For I say unto you, that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. What a terrible thing to be a scribe or a Pharisee. What an awful thing. And then he said in verse 1 of chapter 18, the same time came the disciples unto Jesus saying, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And he said, except your righteousness exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. And there we live in a day now when scribes and Pharisees still exist. They're just a different form than they were in Jesus' day. But their doctrines are the same. Their actions are the same. He doesn't say anything good about the scribes and the Pharisees. And I'm not going to dig into that right now. At some point, we will. Because he said the scribes and Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. Well, therefore, whatsoever they bid you observe, that observe and do. But not you do you not after their works, for they say and do not. That's the mark of a scribe or a Pharisee. They tell you to do something, and they don't do it, and he equates it to this verse. And they tell you to, to live a certain way. They themselves don't live that way, or they don't live that way in secret. There's a lot of men out there today that will tell you to live a certain way, but they themselves don't live that way except publicly. A double life, a double standard, and home is different than church, and home is different than their practice of religion. They don't have a God that's big enough to take home with them because they don't have a God that's fulfilled them big enough to change their home to begin with. And that's one of the great failures of modern-day religion. He said the scribes and Pharisees, they bind heavy burdens and grievous to be borne, and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. Why? They don't love their neighbor as themselves. And, you know, that commandment hang all the laws and the prophets. The commandments to love the Lord thy God, the command to love your neighbor as yourself, that's all the law and the prophets are hung on them. And that fulfillment is going to be in Christ. How much did he love his neighbor? He died for his neighbor. How much did he love the Lord as God? He obeyed him. He was obedient to death, even the death of the cross. That's how much he loved him. And so we see Jesus Christ, the Son of God. We see that great sacrifice in the fulfillment of Scripture. And one of the most important things of this podcast today that I need you to take with you is to understand that Jesus Christ is the fulfillment of all law and of all Scripture. Therefore, there is none other. You find a Christ that didn't fulfill all the law and all the prophets and all the Psalms, you have an antichrist. And that man of sin is going to come, and he's not going to be the fulfillment of Psalms. He is going to fulfill a few Psalms, Psalm 52, Psalm 109, there's a few others out there. I can't remember off the top of my head, but he's not going to fulfill those messianic Psalms, but yet Jesus Christ did. So why can't men believe that? Well, it could be. There's no faith. Good, but they just, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? He may not. But yet you and I can have faith. We can have faith in Christ, have faith through Christ. We can believe God, and we can believe the fulfillment of of Scripture. Happy Labor Day. Lord willing, we'll be back on here tomorrow. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning 
and he longs to return to the Lord, as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing For the prodigal child has come home And the saints all with gladness are singing